Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker on the phone. Heather, we're back to talk more about uh, sharing. And, and in that little break between recording episodes, I, I think we were going to talk about the, uh, the, the benefits of not sharing. Yeah, there's so many benefits to not sharing. People don't talk about it. <laughs> it sounds it kind of like a... sort of sacrilegious or something. It seems almost like a, a renegade concept to even consider such a thing. So what are those benefits? Well, there's so many. Um, I think one is, we talked about last time on sharing, is that when the child feels the generous uh, feeling inside her own body, and feels that golden glow of how good it feels to give to somebody else, but feels it internally, that that um, biologically, chemically, everything inside your body, the child's going to want to repeat that good feeling. So, so she's learning from um, feeling inside of herself how good it is to share. She's not being told it's good to share. She's feeling it herself. So first-person direct experience. And when we, our brains, when they get those happy feelings, they're programmed to try to repeat it as much as possible because it gives us a little high. It gives us that good feeling. And um, the more that we feel that um, genuine sharing generosity inside, the more that child's going to want to do it. So in other words, kids who are not forced to share will share when adults aren't watching. They will do it on their own. And kids who are forced to share, when an adult comes in, says, you've had it long enough, I'm going you know, to give it to so-and-so, and takes it out of their hands, um, that kind of sharing actually delays the, the natural generosity of the child. It delays that development, and they get hung up on feeling that something's being taken away from them. And they, when the adults aren't watching... They're not going to do it on their own. So what age is this happening? Last episode we talked mostly about, uh, about two-year-olds and younger kids. And so this is, is this what you've just described? Is this something that's going on with that age group, or is this a little bit older kids that are... That are yeah, fo- it's, it's going to depend on the kid. But yeah. this, what I'm focusing on now is, is really the prime preschool years. So three, four, five-year-olds. Um, they can do this wonderfully. The first step that they need to do in order to get that good feeling inside and have it repeated over and over is to trust the adults around them, to be consistent and fair to this renegade sharing. And the renegade sharing, as, as a reminder, is the child gets to decide herself when she's all done. So the adult doesn't decide it's a certain number of minutes or so-and-so really looks sad, I want to avoid that child crying, so you mm-hmm. have to give it to him now. <laughs> it's not those kinds of adult decisions. It's the child's decision when she's all done using something. And if, if you set that up and establish that and stick by it, then the child can trust you. 
And, and again, so like you said, it's it's, it's a uh, simple rule. It's, it's, it's very v- simple. Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, they can all understand. I get to keep it as long as I want. When I'm done, the next kid gets it. And that it's so empowering to be trusted with that. Um, and I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can underestimate how powerful kids feel when they get to be when they get to be the decider of things like that. And and so much of their young years is being compliant and not having any control in their lives. And when we give them the power to be the boss of when they are done with the stuffed monkey, um, we are we are really telling them that they are they are trusted and respected and capable deciders and there's a lot of value in that isn't there there is and some kids that will matter more than for others some kids they're not actively deciding they just switch gears and they drop the toy and they move on to something else so they may not even notice they may not particularly feel empowered it depends Uh on the child but somebody who hasn't had a lot of opportunities to make a decision they may really gain a lot of um, um, empowerment benefit i think for all kids um, whether they have that that great need to to feel empowered or not, is it it's simple enough they can understand what the rules are. To them, it's fair. It's the same for everybody, uh-huh. and it's um, it's they can get it because often the rules that adults seem to have for sharing are so arbitrary. You know, on Monday, when your mom is feeling good and lots of energy, it's okay to keep a toy longer, and then on Friday when she's Mm -hmm. completely exhausted, suddenly you have to share very quickly or she gets mad at you. I mean, it's very hard for the kids to navigate what what the rules are (laughs) for sharing. And that's that's just confusing for everybody. It's confusing for everybody. Um, For the child who's waiting, they learn just as much, if not more. I mean, both kids are learning. I want to emphasize that. It's not just the child who's learning how good generosity feels, but the child who's waiting is learning that I can't just say, Mommy, he's not sharing. You know, they can't just manipulate the adult in order to get what they want instantly. Mm -hmm. So they might have to wait and have delayed gratification and experience negative emotions like frustration and anger and jealousy and on and on and on. And but won't that damage them? Impulse control. But won't that? won't that damage them? I mean, won't that mess up their little minds having to to deal with a little bit of uh, of uh, of unsatisfaction in their lives, not getting what they want. Um, yeah, you know, if we stand back and think about it, what we're actually doing when a child demands to play with another kid's toy, and then we gratify that, is we're teaching kids to take something from somebody else without concern for them and to have instant gratification. So we're sort of reinforcing the ideas that we're trying not to reinforce. (laughs) We're trying to reinforce kindness and awareness of others and respect for everybody and getting along with everybody. And actually we're caving into the opposite. And yeah, yeah. And, and so as adults, we need to just step back and pause and, and realize that, 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 uh, that there is, there is much more going on there than who gets the stuffed monkey so everybody will shut up so mommy or daddy yeah. can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's all, always days and times when quiet may be the most important thing oh, yeah. going on in life. <laughs> but if you're 
intentionally parenting, if you're running a classroom and you're trying to be there for the kids to help them develop, this is what you're there for. The moment they cannot share a toy is the moment you should be living for. This is the time when you can help them the most. You can help the child who has to wait cope with her really big, loud emotions. Mm-hmm. And you can cope with the, and you can help the child who's being asked to give something up um, before she's done to remind her that she has rights and that she can speak up for herself and set limits on another child and say, I'm not done yet. You can have it when I'm done. And, you know, model those words and eventually she'll get them. Um, So you're teaching one kid to um, respect herself and stand up for self and set a clear limit on somebody else in a polite way as well as we can. And for the other child to cope with those really big emotions and wait, which is very hard. And we can say, waiting is so hard. I know you're mad. You really want to play with the stuffed monkey now. And Phoebe has it. And when she's done, you can have it. And when it's your turn, you can have as long a turn as you want. Those are hard concepts, and they may involve tears. They may involve noise and mess and tissues and snot on your shoulder and whatever else it might lead to. But you have to know that this is where you're most meaningful in these kids' lives, is coping with these big ideas and um, coping with helping them cope with their big emotions. So in those situations, what is our role as the adult when, I'm, I'm thinking three- and four-year-olds here, when the begging and the bargaining starts like, um, I really need that stuffed monkey. I'll give you um, my cupcake at lunch if I can have the stuffed monkey now. And all those kind of, I'm not, you can't come to my birthday party if you don't give me the stuffed monkey. Uh, when those things start happening, what is our role? Well, I do like cupcakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody I mean, share that monkey, or nobody gets a cupcake. <laughs> I get to eat them all. Um, really, it's it's so it's so simple because you don't even it, the rules are so simple, and that's true for the adult response too. She's busy playing with it. When she's done, you can have a turn, and that's that's all there is. That's all she wrote. There's no no cupcakes involved. There's no small print. It's just um, very basic, happens every day the same way, even if the turn is super long or longer than the waiting child wants it to be. Um, you can just say, I know you're, you're mad. You want, to turn, you want to turn now. It's hard to wait. But, but and either cope with the emotions or help them find something else to do for a little while. But if they decide to sit and just stare like that Snoopy vulture, you know, on top of the doghouse, um, if that's how they're choosing to spend their waiting time, as long as it's not bothering the other kids, that is what they want to do right now. Th- that's okay, too. We don't need to make them happy. We don't need to make everything pleasant. That's not the purpose of life, and it's not the purpose of us guiding children. Uh, and learning in those moments that life isn't always pleasant and sometimes we have to be unhappy is so valuable. Um and that we can cope with it. Yeah. It's not the end of the world because if a kid doesn't get a chance to cope with those emotions, they might think, oh, my mom's already always trying to get me happy and stop crying, and so maybe these things are really bad and I can't go there. They, they need to be able to go to the depths of their 
sorrow over not getting the stuffed monkey and realize they can climb back out of it. And there, that's there's a big deal. Yeah, there's that. There, that's such a big part of self-regulation. I mean, we talk about kids being school ready, and the ability to self-regulate is is huge on the th- on the list of things that kindergarten teachers would love new students to come into their classrooms with and this being able to cope that I can't have the monkey right now being able to cope with that is is a huge step towards learning that those self-regulatory skills yes and as the child gets practice doing this if 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 the child hasn't had a lot of practice being allowed to be super sad or frustrated or angry then um, they may need to have some real doozies of a time to experience that, but over time, it should they should learn some skills to get themselves out of it and have caring adults who can help them express those feelings and then move on. Um, and they they can get shorter over time, or they can just immediately move to the thing they they know that works. Um, so this gets into all kinds of coping with negative emotions. But one simple thing that adults can do to help the kids get out of this is to of just be there and, and empathize. You know, you're mad, you want the toy now. Another great one is to have them write down what, they, what their feelings are. I want that monkey. I want it now. Mm-hmm. I want to play with it now and do lots of exclamation marks and they can scribble on the paper. This is something you might be writing yourself, but you can give them the marker and have them add their words in however that comes out. Um, but getting that feeling understood is, is part of getting that emotion out. If nobody understands you, that can be very um, aggravating. And when kids are aggravated, they can get loud. Yeah, yeah. And we, we as the adults have to realize in those moments, for them, they do literally feel like the world is coming to an end um, in, in some of those situations. And we, we may look at them from our adult position and think it's all hyperbolic and, 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 mountains made out of molehills, but for them, it is a real deep, emotional, almost visceral kind of thing that's going on with them. And so, right. helping... Right, and we adults aren't that amazing. I mean, if, if as an adult, we're stuck in traffic and somebody cuts us off, you know, uh, it's a very small thing unless our life is in danger <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. And yet, we can blow our top. So, we shouldn't always be so high and mighty. Thinking, oh, <laughs> exactly, <a> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things happen in our lives that... Uh, we kind of wish that we were I, a little bit more mature too. I had this experience last night, Heather. I was I was flying home, and I was supposed to. Uh, anyway, it started getting cold out, and they had to de-ice the plane before we took off. And so we sat on the hot plane for an extra forty minutes while they got because the, they had to call get the de-icer trucks over. And it was, and I was, I'm biting my lip trying to behave myself, but but I apparently I I had to learn to share when I was was a kid, and I, I did manage the uh, the self regulatory skills not to uh, yell at the uh, yell at the pilot or anybody sitting next to me. So I was feeling very proud of myself. Yeah, and so um, if we had a three year old in that position they might need to do, be a little more active than just bite their lip and sit still and try to <laughs> self-regulate. Often it involves their bodies, so you can get a kid to an active space. Um, I know one kid who liked to run around a tree to get that energy off. Um, so action, throwing bean bags at a target, stomping on a cardboard box. Um, there's so many things that can get that action out. And once they've got some of that um, physical action out, 
that helps release the emotion, then they might want to talk about it. But they can't necessarily talk when they're in that um, rage state. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's okay to find ways to, to to get that out instead of expecting them to just swallow those those very intense feelings. Right. Well, it's it's healthier to have it come out. It just can't yeah. hurt other people. Yeah. Or hurt the hurt the house or the school. It has to be directed in some way. But swallowing it down it teaches a kid that these feelings are not um, okay, and that you that you. You can't cry and you can't be mad. Everybody feels sad and mad. It's, we have to find appropriate ways to express it, and that's far healthier throughout life than to um, swallow it down. Let's, it's about time to wrap this one up, Heather. Let's, how about review, just state it simply again, what the renegade sharing rule is so that uh, we go out of this episode with that fresh in everybody's minds. Yeah, well, renegade sharing is turn, it's sort of turn-taking, and it means the child can keep playing with something until she's all done. And the person who decides when she's all done is the child herself. So child-directed turn-taking. I, I think that's really clear for people. And I, as we start the next episode, because I think we got another episode on this topic, I would really like to b- dig into a little bit about how that rule can enforce and, and, and just allowed to be in an environment can make life so much easier for adults. Oh, yes. Yes, this makes your life a lot easier. And that's what we're going to pick up in the next episode. This has been a Renegade Rules. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing the show. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.